Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. I hope everyone is having a nice day. How's your day going, Briar, my friend? It's a weird one. I've got, like, energy but no focus. Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I keep, like, oh, I can do this thing. Spends three hours reading fanfiction instead. Oh, no. <laughs> How did this happen? The thing I was gonna do. But I did make it to my local craft store, and I bought an invisible zipper, because... For whatever reason, Michael's is like, who needs zippers that's not, like, these three standard zippers? And I'm like, Michael's, please. I'm begging you. Please just have a variety. Didn't even have a regular seven-inch black zipper. Shaking my head. Come on. Damn. Yeah, right? It's like, I thought you were supposed to be a craft store. And, of course, the closest Joanne is, like, 45 minutes away. And then um, the, like, local craft store is mostly, like, quilting. But they have a surprising section of notions. But they're also only open from, like, 10 to 4 on weekdays. Mm-hmm. And they're closed on Sundays. And they're open 10 to 2 on Mondays. <laughs> And I'm like, well, Sunday, Monday are my only days off, so I guess I gotta go at some point between 10 and 2 on Monday. Yeah, apparently. But I, I got I got what I needed, and now when I do have the focus to work on cosplay, I can. Yay! Anyway, how anyway. are you doing? Our, our, this is our nice conversational podcast where all we do is have a nice conversation. Yeah, we're just two pals hanging out. Um, and then inevitably the conversation turns to comic books. I wonder through no why. no control of our own. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's, uh, we had a, not a super eventful D&D session yesterday, but mm. my... Boy got presented with uh, an extremely significant decision, so I've mostly just been thinking about that all day. Honestly, fair. Extremely yeah. fair. That's how it be sometimes. Gods, um, I miss D&D. We're gonna start back up soon. It's fine, it's fine. I'm just, I miss it's it. Fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm manifesting it for you. Anyways. Um, this is our podcast where I don't get distracted thinking about my D&D character, and instead we talk about comic books. Um, I thought we've done a few, um, sort of golden age JSA adjacent characters, and I thought maybe we could continue that and talk about, uh, Artemis Croc. Ooh. Um, yeah, because, you know, we gotta, uh, we gotta explain our, as, as young justice enjoyers, <laughs> we're obligated to explain Artemis's whole deal. Um, but yeah, so Artemis Croc is a character who is initially introduced as a villain. Um, she is the daughter of two Golden Age villains, 
Um, one of whom is, uh, Lawrence, nicknamed Crusher Croc, um, aka the Sportsmaster. Um, Crusher Croc is my favorite, um, grocery store chain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um... (laughs) Sportsmaster, it like, Sportsmaster is kind of a dumb villain, but also like not dumb enough to be like one of like the truly absurd like golden age. Like, I'm the top, and my thing is I just spin around all the time. Um, it's just like he does crime, and he mostly uses sports themed stuff to do it um he's he's just gonna kick a soccer ball at you it's okay he's gonna kick a soccer ball right at your head so watch out he's gonna bend it like beckham so you better watch out (laughs) um yeah his his backstory is that he was uh an athlete and he was like not able to find a lot of success as an athlete so he turned to crime instead um the thing about sportsman like i find it very like again it's not the silliest villain concept but it's like he kind of shows up a lot and is like treated somewhat seriously <laughs> and i'm like sportsmaster is not a very threatening name and also being a sports themed supervillain is very silly <laughs> I would be so scared if somebody mastered all the sports. That's too much power. <laughs> all of them? I mean, I, yeah, I guess to be fair, I can't even master one. So Most like... athletes pick one. Some pick two or three to middling success. When people like are good at like three or more sports, that's too much. That's terrifying. <laughs> um... So, Sportsmaster and, uh, his wife, um, Paula Brooks, um, who is the supervillain Huntress, um, show up, um, briefly, um, pre-crisis in, like, the 70s, where, um, or they're on, like, they're in Golden Age stuff on, uh, earth two um so as as we've we've touched on in prior episodes but uh all of dc's or most of dc's golden age heroes from like the 40s um get rebooted kind of in the 50s so they come up with you know a new version of flash a new version of green lantern all this stuff and then they establish that all of the Golden Age version of these heroes, along with a but most other Golden Age heroes who aren't really being published anymore, like, still exist, but they're on a different Earth. It's called Earth 2. And sometimes the two Earths can kind of cross over, and also all of the characters from Earth 2 are fictional characters on Earth 1, except then a bunch of them show up as real characters on Earth 1, like, um... When Huntress and Sportsmaster, um, challenge the Bat family to a baseball game and lose. 
and then give up their villainous ways because of how bad they got beat at baseball. <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's good stuff. Um, and then in the 80s, um, during Crisis on Infinite Earths, they undo the Earth 1, Earth 2 thing along with a bunch of other Earths that they've created. And they're like, it's all one Earth. All of the Golden Age stuff happened. Or some of the Golden Age stuff happened. Um, and those characters all existed in history on this one Earth that we have. And now they're all older. Or some of them are dead. Um, <laughs> so after that happens, um, DC starts putting out comics like, um, All-Star Squadron and Young All-Stars, which are comics set in the Golden Age, starring, like, Golden Age characters, um, but that come out in the 80s. So it's, like, establishing, like, the premise of, like, All-Star Squadron, I think, is, like, a, like, basically a government team of superheroes to, like, help fight World War Two. Um, but it's, like, establishing, like, new canonical things that happened in the past of, like, the DC universe. Um... So when that happens, um, it's retconned in that, uh, Huntress, Artemis's mom, um, used to be a superhero called Tigress, um, when she was younger, uh, and she was on the Young All-Stars team, um, and she, uh, seemingly is killed and when she comes back, uh, she's evil now. <laughs> and that's how she becomes a uh, huntress and starts doing all of her various crimes. Um, so she, uh, it's established again, I think, post-crisis. Um, she and, uh, Sportsmaster, um get married, and they have this daughter named Artemis. Um, so Artemis first shows up in, uh, Infinity Inc., uh, in 1987. Um. Who hasn't shown up in Infinity Inc.? I truly is what I'm discovering. It's just, like, really just a lot of people coming in and out. Um, uh, written by Roy Thomas and, uh, drawn by Todd McFarlane, who I forgot worked on Infinity, Inc. Um, but, uh, she shows up as a villain, um, and joins a new, uh, injustice society, uh, along with, uh, the wizard... He's just a he's a he's a super villain whose name is just the wizard. Um, but what's sexier than wizards? Nothing. nothing. Um, and she joins now up. Now I with gotta this look up a picture of the wizard. I'm gonna be um, mad if he's not sexy. He's not very sexy. Um, Damn well, it. Well, I mean, probably to some people, 
would find him sexy. Well, some people can find anything sexy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so she is um, looking to uh, break her parents out of prison. Her parents have both been arrested for their various crimes. And uh, she basically kidnaps uh, Adam Smasher, who is uh, at the time still going by New Clon. And uh, Rising Sun, who is a uh, member of another sort of questionable team of superheroes called the Global Guardians, um, which is um, like a, a team of international multicultural superheroes, which is like, you know, g- like good, great on paper. Um, but also it's like comics in the 80s, so uh, they're not necessarily <laughs> portrayed as uh, sensitively as they could be. Um, but anyways, uh, Artemis takes the two of them, kind of forces them to help her uh, bust her parents out of prison, and then they are eventually uh stopped by our man uh and (laughs) we gotta talk about our man one of these days (laughs) we gotta talk about our man um and also uh solomon uh solomon grundy shows up um unclear if this is uh a period where Solomon Grundy has been recruited to the side of the heroes for some reason, or if he just kind of shows up and starts throwing punches, as, you know, he is, uh, want to do. Um, but, uh, he attacks Artemis, but she and her parents manage to get away. Um, in this first appearance, um, Artemis has a look that I kind of love and she's just going by artemis um i mean because when you know when you have have a name like artemis (laughs) yeah you have a name like artemis it's like you know how to use a bow and arrow it's like yeah this is gonna be uh my superhero name but people aren't gonna guess that it's your real name (laughs) yeah exactly um she's got this like incredibly long like wavy kind of platinum blonde hair um and this like pink and white costume um it does it has um the 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 titty physics on the costume are questionable um look they had to have it be like an a yeah they had to make kind of an a shape with the titty window and then the kind of like pink triangle like i get it um like i do like i kind of love the look if I'm being honest, like, it's, it's very, it's, like, almost kind of, like, She-Ra-ish, like, I am into it, um, but, uh, she, um, continues to show up as an Infinity Inc. villain, um, they, uh, reform a, uh, their, their villain squad, um, one of the members of which is uh Icicle Jr., um, who is a supervillain who is the son of the original Icicle. Um, and he has ice powers, obviously, um, who will go on 
to become Artemis's kind of long-term love interest. Um, she could do worse for herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they uh, sort of step things up and start um, scheming to kill Infinity Inc. Uh, one by one. Um, Artemis is sent to kill Jade. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So their plan isn't to separate them and, like, attack them individually as a team. Their plan is to separate the team and also their team to fight them one-on-one as if they are not teams at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they would have done better if they just attacked each individual member as a team they don't they don't have time for that what's the point of being on a team (laughs) they're on the team so they can make the plan to all split up and kill everybody individually when does that ever work (laughs) um truly never um but artemis is sent to kill jade and uh thinks she does but jade uh actually survives and then shows up later to uh, foil their plans to kill the rest of the team. Um, and Artemis is uh, beaten by uh, Wildcat, the Yolanda Montez Wildcat, um, and arrested. Uh, when uh, she gets out of prison, because it's, you know, comic books, <laughs> um... She, uh, starts going by Tigress, um, the, uh, same, you know, code name her mother used when her mother was a superhero, um, and changes, uh, her costume to be more, you know, evocative of this theme, so she's got kind of a, uh, uh, like, she's got her hair back in a ponytail, she's got, like, a, uh, mark of some kind over one eye, um, and she's got, uh, like a, I don't, like, I don't want to call it a, a romper, but it's, like, a one piece with shorts, um, and it's, like, orange and black striped like a tiger, and, like, a little, uh, belt with, like, a tiger head, uh, belt buckle, um, and some cool boots, um, and still, like, a crossbow, but also she has, uh, guns now. (laughs) Um, it's, it's sort of, uh, a little reminiscent of, like, Vixen's kind of aesthetic, um, but also, uh, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, female especially female villains who have like kind of a jungle animal theme um so it's it's just it just keeps happening um so she uh comes out of prison rejoins the uh injustice society or injustice unlimited or whatever they're calling it um and uh Strikes up her romance with uh, Icicle Jr., um, where they 
the the group of them kind of show up in some various you know JSA uh stories um they uh try to steal uh, an artifact called the Prometheus key um they fight uh Hawkman and Hawkgirl um they yeah they they just kind of uh crop up as uh you know JSA villains um in uh at some point um Artemis ends up pregnant um and she uh tells Icicle Jr about this um his name is Cameron his real name is Cameron <laughs> McKent um <laughs> and we, we can call him by his non non super name Cameron Cameron um, and he is worried, um, because, uh, when, uh, Cameron was born, um, his mother died in childbirth because of Cameron's, like, ice powers. Fair. And he's worried because he's like, oh no, what if this baby has my ice powers and, uh, Artemis also dies? Um, I do not want that to happen. So they, um... I feel like at a certain point in comics, there should be, like, superhero doulas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that are just prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, full-time dealing with, uh, making sure that super-powered people can have babies without issue. Yeah. Um, so this is revealed because they show up in a, um, an Our Man and Liberty Bell story, um, where, uh, it's revealed that, uh, basically they've been, uh, you know, doing crimes to raise money to, uh, you know, pay for treatments to make sure that, uh, Artemis can have this baby and be okay. Um, and, uh, they run into Our Man and Liberty Bell because, uh, the two of them have been hired to, um, steal an artifact that's supposedly the, uh, the Caduce, like, Hermes's Caduceus staff, um, that, uh, will, like, you know, give its, like, give whoever wields it, like, special powers. Um, and they meet up with Our Man and Liberty Bell, who are also trying to find this, and, uh, in, you know, a classic hero-villain kind of, uh, mashup, it's like, okay, well, we have to help each other get to this artifact, but then, you know, once, once we get there, we're gonna take it. It's like, oh, we're gonna beat you to take it, but in the meantime, we have to work together. Um, you know how these things go. I do always enjoy it, is the thing. <laughs> um, I find it's it very fun. good, is the problem. It's a good trope. But, uh, they end up, um, basically, um, basically there's a bunch of, like, you know, backstabbing and betrayal and, like, Liberty Bell tricks the two of them into thinking the staff is in one place when it's really, like, somewhere else. Um, and the 
superheroes realize that, uh, you know, they find out that Artemis is pregnant and that's like, you know, they're trying to make sure that, uh, she will be okay. Um, and they ultimately, uh, end up, uh, our, our man, um, they like, they do the right thing in the end. And then, uh, our man is able to help the two of them get, you know, uh, appropriate medical attention and everything so that, uh, Artemis can safely deliver her baby. And, uh, she has a daughter named, uh, Isabel Rose, and everything's fine. And they're, uh, seemingly, you know, it, that's, uh, we see them in, like, 2010, so, like, right before, uh, New 52, and, you know, they're seemingly very happy together with their daughter, so, uh, <laughs> good for them. Um, in, uh, 2011, um, DC's event Flashpoint, uh, and the New 52 happens, which is, uh, you know, a big reboot that basically, like, resets everything in the DC universe back to the beginning, except for several things that do stay the same. Extremely confusing. Nobody likes it. Terrible all around. Um, but also in, uh, 2011, uh, Young Justice airs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the team of heroes featured, uh, on, in Young Justice is, like, somewhat eclectic, uh, in that you have Dick Grayson Robin and, uh, Wally West Kid Flash, um, who are from, you know, the original, original group of Teen Titans, and then, uh, uh, Miss Martian... And Superboy, who are from, like, the 2000s, like, Young Justice Teen Titans. Um, and a new, uh, version of Aqualad, uh, Calderam, who has since been incorporated into comics canon. Um. And we love him very much. We love him. We support him. Um, he's, like, based on, like, some like, a few different things from Aquaman, like, canon, but he is a character created for Young Justice. Um, and then, uh, Artemis, Artemis Croc, pretty heavily reimagined. Um, she is, uh, she's still got arrows, obviously. Um, her name is Artemis. Um, she is still the daughter of the supervillain Sportsmaster. Um, but, uh, she ends up becoming Green Arrow's sidekick. Um, so she's here in place of, you know, other canonical Arrow sidekicks like, uh, Roy or Connor or Mia or Sissy. Um, and, uh, they also make her and Cheshire sisters. Um which is very good of them in my opinion. I am obsessed with that. I think that was like that that was one of my favorite things in Young Justice. Like that ruled. Like they I mean obviously I love a pair of sisters with a complicated relationship. Um and I love uh 
giving Jade, like, more, you know, depth and more things to do. I thought that completely ruled. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she, um, you know, has, um, kind of a, you know, this kind of, like, complicated, like, secretive past. She has this supervillain dad that she's, like, trying to, you know, uh, get out of the shadow of. Like, people are suspicious of her, but, you know, she's one of the founding members of the team and, like, one of the main characters of Young Justice. Um, in this very- and it's just so- I'm so- I wasn't able to find an interview or anything where they said, like, why they picked- this, like, relatively obscure character, um, who's, like, not, has not been really associated with Young Justice or Teen Titans before at all, um, but, like, I'm glad because she's great. <laughs> um, she's great in Young Justice. Um, I love to see her. Um, and then as a result I think of this, she does show up in, uh, the New 52, um, in something a little bit closer to her kind of Young Justice, um, like, deal where she is, uh, she shows up in a Teen Titans event where a bunch of various, uh, teen heroes have been, uh, kidnapped to do basically a Hunger Games thing. You know when you have teen superheroes and they get kidnapped to do a Hunger Games thing? Oh, um, yeah. All the time. All the time. Um, she um, shows up there. Uh, she fights Tim, and then they start working together. Because why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Later, she is, uh, killed, and Tim is really sad about it. Um, so, you know, <laughs> comics. Um. Comics. Killing comics. women and making Tim Drake sad. Yeah. Um. Comics only has two modes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And listen, I love when Tim Drake is sad, but I do not think we should kill women to do it. Um. She, um. So now there's kind of an interesting situation where she has not shown up in uh rebirth. Um but there's an uh another Artemis who did already exist but who I think is like sort of like spinning off of the popularity of Young Justice, even though it's a different character. Um, because in, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, in the new version of, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, um, our friend, uh, Red Hood and our friend Bizarro, um, are on a team with, uh, Artemis of Bana Migdal, um, who is a member of a, uh, group of Amazons who, like, uh, left Themyscira and kind of settled in, uh, uh, elsewhere. Um, and, like, uh, she was, uh, 
like born in America and finds out she's uh, an Amazon, all this stuff. And she uh, teams up with uh, Jason and Bizarro um, (laughs) in like an incredibly odd uh, grouping. But the first time um, I saw like a cover for this, I just like glanced at it quickly and I like saw that her name was, Artemis and she's got like uh you know she's got like a high ponytail she's got she's got red hair but like comics Artemis kind of like fluctuated from like blonde to red in like a various like spectrum um and like she had a different look but I was just kind of like oh like they're just like this is you know young justice Artemis and they're just like taking a different vibe for her in rebirth um it's not it's not it's a completely different person um, and I kind of wish it was Young Justice Artemis because I miss her and I love her. Um, but this Artemis but I, is good too. Yeah, this Artemis is good. Like, she is valid. Um, and I do still kind of think they were, like, a little bit riding on the, like, success of Young <laughs> Justice to be like, this is just Artemis. Don't worry about bring it. Bring back any woman named Artemis. It's fine. Yeah, just grab an Artemis. We've got a bunch of them, right? Um, Somebody was like, are we going to see Artemis in Rebirth? And some executive is like, yeah. Uh, looking between like three different women named Artemis, two of which are versions of the same woman. Uh, yeah, um, this one? Th- this Is this the one? Is this the right one? Um, but it, it, like, it is fun. The dynamic between the three of them is... Uh, is charming and it's way better than uh you know new 52 red hood and the outlaws which was trash um (laughs) okay but tell me how you really feel i listen it i it you have you have to you have to fuck up pretty bad to put jason todd and roy harper and uh starfire on a team and have me hate it (laughs) but i hated it i hated it um but yeah we have um we have this artemis we have not seen artemis croc as far as i know in rebirth but you know as as we've touched on previously a lot of that kind of you know jsa and jsa adjacent characters um have not been given a lot in, uh, like, the New 52 and Rebirth eras. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll have, a you know, a battle of the Artemises at some point. Um, or they'll hang out and be friends. Um. Bring back Infinity Inc. Bring back Infinity Inc. 2023. It's time. It's time to see those kids. How wild would that be? It would be, you know, it would be pretty wild. It's Tom Tom King's next obscure character <laughs> project. Infinity Inc. <laughs> I'm imagining Tom King writing Infinity Inc. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good, right? It's pretty funny. I don't I mean I What if they fight Mr. Bones? <laughs> 
It'd be great. <laughs> oh my god. Manifesting it. Mr. Tom King, I still haven't forgiven you for the human target. However. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, Olivia? Uh-huh. Yeah? Now see, I was gonna say a name, and then a different name popped in my head, and now I can't choose between both. I can't choose between them. Uh-huh. I'm thinking either a Chip Zdarsky or a Ryan North Infinity Inc. miniseries. Oh! I feel like that would be fun. Oh, both are very good. I would I would be extremely happy with either. Um, also, I love this uh, picture you sent of Injustice Unlimited. Uh, I mean, it. I'm just very glad that I did get to see um, all of their awful little uh, outfits. Yeah. I like how there are two men in top hats. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're about to do a robbery. Here, everybody grab your simple dagger. Everybody grab your stiletto dagger for our robbery. We're all going to introduce ourselves. Don't worry about it. Everybody's got their daggers, right? <laughs> God. Anyways, um, I did see that you were uh, reading some comics, some comic books. I was. I went to the comic shop yesterday, and wow. um, I happened to see, as I was perusing the single issues aisle... I happen to see Clint Barton staring back at me <laughs> un un under under the word Thunderbolts, and I'm like, damn, there's a new Thunderbolts? <laughs> Apparently it's been going on for several months. It's a five-issue miniseries. Um, my comic shop had all five issues. I did purchase them. <laughs> um, I read them today, and I feel like I have been a little out of touch with mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe uh, lately. Um, apparently Luke Cage is the mayor of New York. Oh, holy shit! Good for him! <laughs> yeah, um, and he, uh, like, before that it was Wilson Fisk who, like, I, th I feel like this is all, like, devil's... May possibly spoilers for Devil's Reign if I'm getting, like, the timeline correct. Um, Wilson Fisk was the mayor of New York, and then, mm. while he was the mayor, he outlawed superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like, any costume vigilante, you could not operate in New York, which I don't know how he enforced this because literally in new york i think has the most costume vigilantes per capita um mm -hmm. but he put together a thunderbolts team which was just like five super villains to basically just be evil <laughs> and do his bidding uh-huh uh, and then Luke Cage is like, hey, as a guy who's been on a team called the Thunderbolts before, 
I don't want this to be what people remember the Thunderbolts to be. <laughs> um, and people are still kind of not chill with superheroes right now. So I'm going to put together new Thunderbolts. And he hired like, I I don't know how I feel about this, but he hired like a marketing for like a P like PR people. Uh-huh. To put together the Thunderbolts using an algorithm. Um, and I guess I have to thank the algorithm because it did bring uh our lovely Miss America Chavez oh. um, onto the team, which I do enjoy seeing her. Yes. Um and it brought um the purple man's daughter, who's also, I think she's going by Persuasion, which is cool. That is um, cool. There's a new guy who I don't know what his deal is, but his name is Gutson Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, though. <laughs> He's like a cyborg, maybe? I don't know. Um, And the new uh, Power Man... Um, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. And then he gets Clint to lead the team. <laughs> um, Great. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, Clint, you're my top choice. And then like two issues, like the the second issue, he like Monica Rambeau shows up and helps them out of like a scrape, uh, like their first <laughs> mission as the Thunderbolts. And... <laughs> It's revealed that Monica Rambeau was his first choice. <laughs> and she said no. <laughs> and he's like, then why did you come help? And she's like, because people were going to get hurt. So I was, I was just keeping an eye. And then I, you know, he, like, basically Monica's like, I said no. And then I felt bad about saying no. So I did join the team, but I'm not going to lead it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also like recruit a demon and like I they're trying to do so much stuff in these five issues like it's partly like a monster of the issue sort of mm -hmm. thing a little bit of overarching plot big bad in the fifth issue and like it's mostly Clint centered but then it like switches to America Chavez and like it was fine I liked the character bits that they did, but it just kind of felt like maybe it would feel different if I was reading them as they came out, but reading them all in a row mm. was just like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. I, I don't know what we're doing here, you guys. <laughs> it, it was fine. It was all right. I did like it. Clint was in it. Clint was in it. And he did, um, at one point the new Power Man was, like, beating himself up because he got punched pretty quickly in the fight and it, like, sent him flying. So he felt, like, bad about it because he's young. And he's, like, just, like, sitting there going, like, stupid, stupid, stupid. And Clint's <laughs> like, oh, you called my name? And he's like, what? <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> and then Clint gives him, like, a pep talk. Oh, And it's nice. That's sweet. Yeah. And I do, like, Clint Barton is a disaster of a man. And I do have, like, some 
Hawkeye comics somewhere that I just haven't read yet that I think they that they like kind of called back to and I'm like, oh right, I should probably read those at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but it's I do like to see him. Love love to see him. I support him with all my heart. I kind of wish it was able to be a little longer than five issues. Cause I feel like they just kind of had to cut a bunch of stuff up to make it all fit. Yeah. But, like, I get it. I understand that they did the best with their constraints that they could. Mm Mm-hmm. But I want to know more about each of them individually and also as a team. Want to see these guys? Yeah. At the end, they're like, the Thunderbolts will still be around, so keep an eye out in other things in the Marvel Universe. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, but if you want more Monica, here's a Monica series that's coming out. I'm like, okay. Oh, I do want to check out the Monica series. I gotta... I got to see if I can find that. I mean, I do love to see her. I love to see her. Love to support her. Um, I did not read any new comics um, this past week. I um, requested some New Mutant stuff from the library because I was thinking about them. (laughs) I want to read another New Mutants book. So that's going to happen, I guess, at some point. Um, but besides that, I didn't read anything. I don't think there was anything else I wanted to talk about. Um. Oh, Batman Urban Legends is apparently over. Oh, well, I guess, um, R.I.P. to Batman Urban Legends, the comic that made Tim bisexual. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, but I think... I think that's everything. Um, so thank you everyone for joining us. If you want to uh, keep up with us online, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, you can join our Discord server. Um, you can come chat about comic books and also not about comic books. Um, we have a Patreon. If you are able to support us on Patreon, you can get bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you are not able to do that, you don't feel like doing that, but you still want to help out the show, leaving a rating and review is very cool and very appreciated. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might be interested in it, um, and just coming back and joining us. So thank you for being with us today, once again, on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, Manifesting Infinity, Inc. 2023. We're doing it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs>